Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Two lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two faithful sons of Holy Mother Church. And uh, two mama's boys. Two Catholics <laughs> in love with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes. Amen. Paul, a lot to talk about today. Second day of Lent as Catholics. This is just a time for us to go deeper. That's what it is. This is a call. And, and really, we're entering into spiritual warfare these 40 days. But more than anything, Paul, the spiritual warfare that we're entering in is with ourselves. We got to fight against our own imperfections, our own defects, our own disorders, our own proclivity to sin. And we've got to use these 40 days to become holier. And, and add something. Add something to the, these 40 days. For example, uh, you know, here's one. Say, oh, I'm going to go to daily mass for 40 days. Here's another one. Mm. I'm praying the rosary every day on my knees. Here's another mm. one. I'm praying the divine mercy every day along with the rosary. Another one. I'm praying the 12 noon angelus every day. Another one. I'm going to read the Bible 20 minutes a day. There's all kinds of things that we can do to beef up our interior life and to get to get stronger in the Lord. And so let's Amen. take this time. Yeah, let's take this time of 40 days as a time to really become uh, as holy as possible because that's the goal. The goal Amen. of the Catholic Church the, the church has a universal call to holiness placed upon every one of her members, Paul. Yeah, indeed, Jess. Uh, everything you say is so true. And <clears throat> it's funny, when you begin your journey, it almost seems like an impossible task. But like I always say, the journey of a thousand miles begins. And then another, and then another. Yeah. And then you build on it. Uh, holiness isn't something that happens overnight. It is a, it's an effort. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a matter of will. Mm, mm. Amen. It's an, yeah, it's an oh, act of oh, will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A willingness to cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit in, in your individual life. That's right. Hey, Paul, I just want to give kudos to two Catholic actors, uh, Mark Wahlberg and Jonathan Romy. Uh, they came on Fox and Friends yesterday morning and both of them, they proclaim the faith boldly on the morning show Fox and Friends, and both of them had big, th thick, stained ashes on their forehead as they were talking to, <laughs> as they were talking to the uh, uh, the female blonde that interviews in, in the morning. I forget her name, but she's Protestant. I know that, and she's a Jesus-loving Protestant. But it was good to see two Catholic actors. Uh, boldly on Fox and Friends talking about the Catholic faith and Ash Wednesday with two big old smudges on their forehead. <laughs> without a without a doubt, Jess, but it, it brings a little sadness to me because uh, I really uh, enjoyed watching a lot of Mark Wahlberg movies and, I, and I'm, I'm expecting that to end shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hollywood being an industry that's controlled by... Uh, the God little G of this world. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't appreciate that witness. Yeah. You know what, Paul, but uh, he, well, here's the good news. Cause he's, 
he's actually moved out to Nevada and 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 I've I read an interview with him. He moved out there because he wants to take his family and his kids away from Hollywood. And he's opening yeah. up his own production studios out in Nevada. And he's he's so well connected with Denzel Washington and other big names. He doesn't need Hollywood. Hollywood needs him. So he's he's yeah. breaking off in Nevada and he's starting his own thing. He's starting his own production studio out in Nevada. And he's got a bunch of A-list actors that are that are you know, they're kind of banding together so it's good to see that they're decentralizing hollywood uh and i'm I'm glad to see that mark Wahlberg, you know yeah. for stone and i said that jokingly because in the end guess what god is the god of this world uh that's right and if he, he and if he chooses to have mark Wahlberg be a witness for him then hollywood will not be able to shut the door amen hey paul I want to talk about uh something happening in the world today, as a result of the World Health Organization, Representative Chris Smith warns the, that World Health Organization pandemic treaty is the greatest threat to freedom in human history. Mm. U.S. Yeah, U.S. lawmakers, it says here, uh, members of the U.S. Congress warned Monday that the proposed World Health Organization pandemic treaty, which would cede significant power of governance over nations to self-appointed globalists in the case of a newly declared health emergency, looms as the greatest threat to freedom, national sovereignty, and the sanctity of life that has ever been seen in human history. In what legal mm-hmm. experts have called a power grab, modeled after China's totalitarian communist regime, with a small committee of elite left-wing globalists appropriating to themselves control of all basic functions of a free society, the World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty would be a legally binding agreement that lawmakers have pointed out fulfills the definition of a treaty, making it unconstitutional for the president to sign without the advice and consent of the Senate. So, in other words, Biden's about to sell our rights away, Paul, to the World Health Organization. In the yeah, end, just, yeah. No, I was going to say, we talked about this, and, and a lot of people, if you could, here's a, way to, a good way to understand what's going on. When God, in Genesis, at the Tower of Babel, he confused their languages. And essentially what he did was he created nations independent nation yep uh now we know that when the antichrist comes he's going to uh basically be in charge of a almost what some would say a one world government yes exactly so every effort that we see going on in the world is to push against the sovereignty of nations and 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 basically subjugate them to this uh, cabal of elite yep. billionaires who are controlling the WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, and uh, the World Economic Forum. This is so. So this these efforts just will continue. Yeah, th- this sets up this sets up the reign of the Antichrist in Catholicism, as the Church has yep. always taught. It says yep. in the new in the event of the new health crisis or global pandemic, the proposed treaty would uh, would cede to the World Health Organization, certain powers over member nations regarding the crisis. The criteria for such a health crisis has been greatly broadened to potentially include the health of the planet, as well as any crisis arising from restrictions deemed essential health care by the World Health Organization, such as abortion and so-called transgender surgeries. In a press conference on Capitol Hill Monday afternoon with fellow lawmakers and political experts, Congressman Chris Smith address the threats to American democracy and the sanctity of life contained in still debated clauses of the proposed treaty. Uh, 
drawing attention to the World Health Organization's explicit demand for abortion as so-called essential health care, a much-touted mantra of Biden's aggressively pro-abortion administration, Smith said Article 6 of the agreement calls for the continued provision of essential health services, which includes abortion on demand. There's absolutely no ambiguity here. Abortion is included in the list of essential health care services published by the WHO in 2020 in the wake of the COVID-19, despite the fact that a majority of countries restrict and regulate abortion. Absolutely right, Paul. We could wrap up this article. I could just say what's happening is the World Health Organization, this is a precursor of the Antichrist, take, mm-hmm. take over the entire world by the medical mafia. Uh, because, of mm-hmm. course, they're, 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 they're the adults in the room. They know better than, it, than anybody. And so the U.S., the U.S. under uh, our demen- dementia, Joe Biden, he's going to sell our rights and put us as the most powerful nation in the world under the umbrella of the World Health Organization. So they're going to deem whenever there's a health crisis and they're going to, from an international point of view, from, from where, wherever they're at in Europe, they're going to tell the whole world, okay, we got a health crisis, time to mask up. Okay, six feet apart. Okay, no, nobody, no, no schools. Oh, health crisis, we got to have abortions. Oh, health crisis, everybody has to get, uh, you know, uh, solar panels. Health crisis, this is a way, Biden is about to sell our autonomy and our rights as American to a globalist organization that is under the Antichrist, Paul. Yes, yeah, this is. Uh, you listen, if you have eyes to see, and it's it's it's, it's obvious uh, in the midst of all of this uh, uh, surrendering of our sovereign rights as as citizens of the United States, because that's what the Biden administration wants to do here. Uh, you can see this thread, which is a hatred toward life in him. The Bible says Christ was life and the life was the light. And so when you see these themes that 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 push abortion, that push uh, the, the killing of, of innocence, this is this is quite clearly, uh, by the way, an effort of the world. The Bible says the enemies of the Christian are the world, the flesh and the devil. So this 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 attack on life is really uh, uh, revealing to show that Satan is really the architect behind all of this. He hates man because man is created in the Imago Dei. That's right. And uh, what I'm seeing here with the World Health Organization and Biden trying to sell us, uh, sell us our, our rights as Americans off to these guys, it reminds yep. me of uh, Jeremiah when he says, the prophet, cursed is a man who trusts in human beings who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season. Blessed in the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He's like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. Powerful words. Cursed is the man who trusts in the World Health Organization. <laughs> that's, what, that's, my, that's my rendering of that verse. <laughs> and Amen. blessed is the Amen. man who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, up next, we're going to talk about the power of the Mass, an amazing testimony on Holy Mass given to a simple woman called Catalina Rivas. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. I just want to let my uh, engineer know. Richard, uh, I just send you an email. If you can put that clip for the fourth segment uh, today, uh, Mark Wahlberg and, and uh, both actors. For th- All right, Paul, so let's talk about Catalina Rivas. An amazing mm. testimony on Holy Mass. Can you pick it up there, yeah. Paul? And you know, yeah. it's this. This is exactly what our Lord says that 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 it, from the mouth of babes, from the mouth of simple people, from the mouth of insignificant nobodies, people are going to hear the truth. Catalina Rivas is about as blue collar and simple, and and as as the, as on the world standards, a nobody. You know, she's no uh, Britney Spears. She's no uh, you know Taylor Swift. She's a nobody in the world's eyes, but this is who God reveals these things to. If you want to p- start with the first paragraph, Paul. Yep. In 1993, Catalina Rivas, a housewife and grandmother from Cochabamba, Bolivia, began receiving messages from Jesus and Mary. Catalina bears the stigmata, the suffering wounds of Christ's crucifixion. Wow. Amazingly, Catalina, who did not finish high school, has written eight books containing the messages of Jesus and Mary, all without a single theological mistake, and all given an imprimatur by the Archbishop of Cochabamba. Right then and there, Jess, that tells you something. Uh, here you have an uneducated woman, and she, you know, her is that she has received messages from our Lord and Our Lady, and guess what? What the product is does not contain theological errors. That 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 should that should get anybody's attention right then and there. Uh, yeah. And she's endorsed by, of course, the uh, uh, one of the successors of the apostles, Archbishop Cochabamba of uh, the Archbishop of Cochabamba. That's anyway, right. yeah. Doctor Ricardo Castanone, a doctor who had tested Catalina Rivas a number of times, has this to say about her. Catalina Rivas did not finish high school, yet in less than three years, she has written eight books. In two weeks, she has written by hand 900 pages. The content talks about theology, sociology, the human life, and divine spirituality. When you see that she doesn't have the background, she has never written anything And then she comes with notebooks of 200, 300, 400 pages. And there is no theological mistake. You know something special is happening. Catalina Rivas says, when Jesus dictates to her, her heart begins to beat very fast during this time. Wow. Um, In the spring of 1999, Fox TV Network investigated the events in Cochabamba a bleeding statue of Christ and found astonishing results from independent medical testing of Catalina Rivas concerning her claims of mystical experiences. Fox Network aired its findings in a two-hour prime TV documentary entitled Signs from God. Science tests faith. This was viewed by an estimated 27 million people. Praise God for that. Excerpts of beautiful messages of Jesus and Mary to Catalina Rivas are published below. Uh, Do open your heart to the 
inspirations of the Holy Spirit, and you will be blessed with a renewed love and appreciation for the greatest treasure on earth, the Holy Mass. And Jess, I want to reemphasize that the greatest treasure on earth, whether you know it or not, is the sacred Holy Mass, because at that Mass, the 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 crucifixion of our Lord, the sac his sacrificial death is represented for us here and now. Not a, not a different sacrifice, not a separate sacrifice, but the very same sacrifice being made present for us here and now. There's a Greek word for that. It's called anamnesis, and, and, and that means uh, to make, uh, prayer makes, prayer makes what it begets present anamnesis mm. the jews also anamnesis. have a, yeah anamnesis the jews also have a word for that and i'll think about it right now but in in the jewish zakar 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 z-a-k-a-r zakar in hebrew mm -hmm. means that in jewish liturgy when they pray in other words like when the father's reading the exodus event uh with his family uh in the passover meal the jews believe zakar occurs that as they're reading the at event, th that family, they are now ins inserted into the Passover story with Moses and they're walking along. That event becomes present and they participate in it. That's called Zakar in Hebrew. In Greek, it's called anamnesis. And that's exactly the theology of the Catholic Mass. The Holy Mass is the once and for all sacrifice of Christ made present here and now uh, in, in sacred time and space. And so once you wrap your mind around that, it's, it's Paul, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. It's, it's, it's not some entertainment service with lights and electric guitars and, and tambourines and, and a pastor who's sweating and shouting. No, it's, it's not entertainment. The mass is Calvary made present. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, just when I think about when the Lord said, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Listen, uh, God, the son uh, who tabernacled among his people says he is going to be with us always. How is he with us always? A lot, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's the Holy Spirit. No, Jesus said he was going to be with us always. Jesus has a body and Jesus is present sacramentally being represented uh, for us here and now. That's the beauty of the Catholic Church, and that's what no other denomination on planet Earth has. In other words, in other words, Paul, this is really what sets Catholicism apart from all expressions of Protestant Christianity. This, and this is yes. why you'll you'll hear the enemies of the Catholic Church. Yes. They'll always misrepresent Catholicism. You know, people like John MacArthur, James White, and others. They'll say. The, the Catholics are are re-crucifying Christ. They're yes. the Ch Chick Publications tracks. The Catholics are killing Jesus every day. No, yeah. see, but but at least yeah. they have a partial understanding of what does occur at Mass. There's a partial understanding, but they're misrepresenting it. It isn't another sacrifice. Yes. It's the same yes. sacrifice made present, and God can do that. Why? Because nothing's impossible for God, and that's the Hebrew notion Indeed. of the car. So. Yeah. Back to the article, Paul. Jump in. Where it says living yep. out the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Living out the word of God. When I arrived in church the next day, a little bit late, His Excellency, the Archbishop, 
and the priests were already coming out of, of the sacristy. With the gentle and feminine voice that sweetens one's soul, the Virgin Mary said, why must you all arrive at the last moment? You should arrive earlier so that you can say a prayer to the Lord to send his Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit may grant you a spirit of peace and cleanse you of the spirit of the world, your worries, your problems, and your distractions, in order that you may be able to be uh, to live this sacred, sacred a moment. Wow. <laughs> She <laughs> got it right. So sacred a moment. And it's true, Jess. And have you ever noticed, Jess, when you go in a Catholic church, there's that there's that peace uh, that you don't really find anywhere, anywhere else, else in the world. Before. Nowhere else in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere yeah. else in the world. And it's at, yeah. And it's at that time you just empty out all your problems before the Lord who is present. Um I want you to be attentive to the readings and to the entire homily of the priest. Remember that the Bible says that the word of God does not return without having borne fruit. If you are attentive, something of that, of all that you have heard will remain in you. You must try to recall all day long those words that have left an impression on you. Savor them for the rest of the day, and this will become part of you, because that is the way to change one's life by allowing the word of God to transform you. That's right. Sacred scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hmm. I ask God to forgive me for having had so hard for so many years and having taught my children that they should go to mass on Sunday only because it was so commanded by the church and not for love. For the need to be filled by God. For I, who had attended so many Eucharistic celebrations, mostly to fulfill an obligation and thus believe that I was saved. The thought of living the celebration had never entered my mind, much less that of paying attention to the readings or to the priest's homily. Mm. Yeah, pick it up, Jess. On the offertory, our mother said, observe they are the guardians of each one of the persons who are here. This is the moment in which your guardian no, angel the, carries... The guardian angels, yeah. Yeah, this is the moment in which your guardian angel carries your offerings and petitions before the altar of the Lord. At that point, I was completely astonished because these things had such beautiful faces, so radiant as one is unable to imagine. Their naked feet did not touch the floor, but rather they went as if gliding. The procession was very beautiful. So look at, so she has a vision of angels during mass, uh, Catalina Rivas. Yeah. Some of them yeah. were carrying something like a golden bowl with something inside that shone a great deal with golden white light. The Virgin Mary said, observe, <clears throat> they are the guardian angels of the people who are offering this holy mass for many intentions. Those who are conscious of the significance of this celebration, those who have something to offer to the Lord. Make your offerings at this moment. Offer up your sorrows, your pains, your dreams, your sadness, your joys, your petitions. Remember that the Mass has infinite value. Therefore, be generous in your offering and in your asking. At the end of the procession came other angels who were rather sad, with their hands together in prayer, but with their eyes downcast. These are the guardian angels of the people who are here, yet they are not here. That is to say, they are people who have come here 
out of obligation, but without any desire to participate in the Holy Mass. Their angels go forth in sadness because they have nothing to carry to the altar. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Just imagine the, the visuals there, Jess. Uh, I am. Uh, Jess, talk. Yeah, talk yeah. talk a little bit about just when we celebrate Holy Mass here on earth, what's going on in heaven and what is the the the, the interaction there? Can you talk about that? Yeah, in fact, Dr. Scott Hahn wrote a whole book on it. It's called The Lamb's Supper, where, he, ta- where he, mm-hmm. he proves that in the book of Revelation that what's going on in heaven right now is a sacred liturgy. It got antiphons, mm-hmm. doxologies, altars, uh, priests, incense, uh, antiphons, uh, you know, uh, the holy, 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 you know, sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. Mm. The book of Revelation is one unending sacred liturgy by the angels and saints in heaven before the Lamb of God. And you see the power of liturgy as a result of what happens in heaven. Uh, uh, the liturgy in heaven unleashes blessings upon the earth and curses as well. That's what the book of Revelation shows. When we go to Mass, we are, where it says, lift up your hearts, we have lifted them up to the Lord. We are caught up into heaven and we unite with the liturgy in heaven mm. and heaven and earth come together. Love it. We'll be back. Love it. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, Dial 888-526-2151. Salt Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car. We're talking about this uh, incredible, beautiful story. Uh, It's uh, called, in 1993, Catalina Rivas, a housewife and grandmother from Bolivia, was giving messages from our Lord and Our Lady, approved by the Archbishop of Bolivia. And she gives us, this simple woman starts giving us the theology of the Mass in a very, very, uh, you would think that this woman was a, you know, Dr. Scott Hahn's uh, student at Steubenville uh, for a master's course or something because her theology is absolutely spot on and it's impossible for somebody to have this type of insight without spending years and years of study. She talks about what happens at the consecration. Hmm. The final moment of the preface had arrived and suddenly when the assembly was saying, holy, 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 everything that was behind the celebrants disappeared. Behind the left side of the arch of the archbishop appeared thousands of angels in a diagonal line, small angels, large angels, angels with immense wings, angels with small wings, angels with no wings. Everyone knelt down with hands placed together in prayer and bowed their heads in reverence. You could hear the most beautiful music as if there were very many choirs harmonizing in different voices, all of them saying in unison with the people, holy, holy, holy. Mm. The moment the consecration had arrived, the moment of the most uh, of the most marvelous of miracles, behind the right side of the archbishop appeared a multitude of people, also in a diagonal line. Their faces were also brilliant, full of joy. They all seemed to be of the same age. You could tell that 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 there were people of different ages, but their faces looked the same, without wrinkles. Happy, they all knelt, they all knelt down as well at the singing of the holy, holy, holy Lord. Our Lady said, "These are the, all the saints." And the blessed in heaven and among them are also the souls of your relatives and family members who already enjoy the presence of God. And I saw her. She was there exactly to the right of his excellency, the archbishop, a step behind the celebrant. 
She was suspended a little off the floor, kneeling on some very fine uh, fabrics. The Holy Virgin, her hands joined together, was looking attentively and respectfully at the celebrant, and she was speaking to me from there, but silently, directly to my heart, without looking at me. Yeah, in Catholicism, we call that elocution. It seems strange to you seeing, seeing me a little behind Monsignor, does it not? This is how it should be. Notwithstanding how much my son loves me, he has not given me the dignity that he gives a priest of being able to bring him in my hands daily as the priestly hands do. Because of this, I feel such profound respect for a priest and for the whole miracle that God carries out through a priest that I am compelled to kneel here. This is mind-blowing, Paul. Mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There began to appear in front of the altar some shadows in human form, gray in color, and they were raising their hands upward. The Holy Virgin said... These are the blessed souls of purgatory who wait for your prayers to be refreshed. Do not stop praying for them. They pray for you, but they cannot pray for themselves. Man, her theology is just precise. Wow. And to think there are people, that, uh, that, that there are some, that there are some of us who can be distracted talking at that moment. I say with sorrow that many men more than women stand with their arms crossed as if paying homage to the Lord from one, one equal to another. <laughs> The celebrant said mm. the words of consecration. He was a person of normal height, but suddenly he began to grow and become filled with light. When he raised the sacred host, the, the sacred form of the host, I saw his hands. There were some marks on the back of his hands from which emanated a great deal of light. It was Jesus. It was he who was wrapping his body around the celebrant as if he were lovingly surrounding the hands of his excellency. At that moment, the host began to grow and became enormous. And upon it was the marvelous face of Jesus looking towards his people. By instinct, I was about to bow my head and Our Lady said, Do not look down, look up to view and contemplate him. Cross your gaze with his and repeat the Fatima prayer. Lord, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, and do not trust, and do not love you. Now tell him how much you love him and render your homage to the King of Kings. So Our Lady mm. saying... At the elevation, look at the Lord. Look at him and contemplate. And it's, you know what? It's funny, but that's completely consistent with John chapter 6. I forget what verses where it says, uh, uh, where our Lord says, uh, those who look at me, look at me, will be saved. So you're saying, wait a minute. How can I look at Jesus? I wasn't there 2,000 years ago. I wasn't there in Capernaum when he's saying this to the apostles. How can Jesus make that as a mandate that I have to look at him so that I can be saved? Oh, it makes sense now. At the sacred liturgy, at the double elevation, guess what? You're looking at the second person of the Godhead. Yes, yes, beautiful. Pick it up. Uh, Okay. Um. Suddenly, immediately afterwards, yeah. Is that where? Okay. Immediately, okay. immediately afterwards, Monsignor said, "the the the con the consecratory words for the wine." Okay. And as the words were being said, lightning began to flash in the sky and in the background. There was no church ceiling and no walls. It was all in darkness, but for that brilliant light on the altar, suddenly. I saw Jesus crucified, suspended in the air. I saw him from the head to the lower part of his chest. The cross beam of the cross was sustained by some strong, large hands. From within the resplendent light, a much smaller, brilliant light came forth 
like that of a very small, very brilliant dove. It swiftly flew once around the entire church and went to the rest and went to rest on the Lord His Excellency, who continued being okay. Uh, who continued to uh, being Jesus, because I, I could make out his long hair, his luminous wounds, and his large body, but I could see his face. Above was Jesus crucified, his head fallen upon his right shoulder. I was able to contemplate his face, his bruised arms, and torn flesh. He had a wound on his right side, on the right side of his chest, and blood was gushing out towards the left. And what looked like water, but very brilliant, gushed out toward the right. They were more like jets, a light coming forth towards the faithful and moving to the right and to the left. I was amazed at the amount of blood that was flowing into the chalice. I thought it would overflow and stain the whole altar, but not a single drop was spilled. At that moment, at that moment, yeah, go ahead. At that moment, the Virgin Mary said, This is the miracle of miracles. I have repeated this to you. Time and space do not exist for the Lord. And at that moment of the consecration, all the assembly is taken to the foot of Calvary wow. at the instant of the crucifixion of Jesus. That's the Mass right there. Yeah. Says our yeah. Father. When yeah. we were about to pray the Our Father, the Lord spoke for the first time during the cele celebration and said, wait, I want you to pray with deepest profundity that you can summon. At this moment, I want you to pray to, to mind that person or persons who have done you the most harm during your life so that you may embrace them close to your bosom and say to them from your heart, in the name of Jesus, I forgive you and wish you peace. In the name of Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness and wish you my peace. Communion. The great moment of the encounter in Holy Communion has arrived. The Lord said to me, wait a moment. I want you to observe something. An interior impulse made me raise my eyes towards a person who was about to receive communion. I must explain that this person was one of the ladies from our group who had been unable to go to confession the previous night and had done so just that morning before Holy Mass. When the priest placed a sacred host on her tongue, something like a flash of light, that very golden white light that I had seen before went right through this person's back first and then continued to envelop her back, her shoulders, and her head. The Lord said, This is how I am pleased to embrace a soul who comes with a clean heart to receive me. The tone of Jesus' voice was that of a happy person. While on my way to receive communion, Jesus said, the Last Supper was the moment of the greatest intimacy with my, with my own. During that hour of love, I have instituted what in the eyes of mankind mm. might be the greatest madness, to make myself a prisoner of love. I instituted the Eucharist. I wanted to remain with you until the end of time because my love could not, could not bear that you, whom I love more than my life, be left orphans. When I returned to my seat and started to kneel down, the Lord said, Listen. And a moment later, I began to hear the prayers of the lady who was seated in front of me and who had just received communion. Lord, remember that we are at the end of the month and I do not have the money to pay the rent, the car, the children's school, etc., etc. Jesus said in a sad tone, Did you notice? Not once did she tell me that she loved me. Not a single time did she say, Thank you, Lord. It has been a litany of requests. And almost all of those who come to receive me are like that. Wow. Mm. After the Mass, Jesus asked me to remain with him a few minutes longer after Mass. 
was over. He said, do not run as soon as Mass is over. Stay a moment in my company, enjoy it, and let me enjoy yours. Well, that's that's what commonly mm-hmm. happens at the Latin Mass. I can tell you people stay there at the Latin Mass yeah, for man. a few minutes. In the Novus Ordo, yes. more people, they, they typically run out. I hate to say it. Yeah, but, yeah. and yes, if, if we go out early, we hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, but I, but I, but I gotta tell you, no adoration, no thanksgiving. That was what was missing in that uh, that lady who made her petitions known to the Lord. Jess, this is a yes, yeah. a beautiful. This is a beautiful um, uh, retelling of what really happens during the. And like you said, it's consistent with Catholic teaching, and this does not sound like the words of an uneducated, not even a high school graduate woman from Bolivia. Uh, uh, what a, what an amazing uh, story. Yeah, she has insight that either she's got advanced degrees in theology and she's been studying the liturgy for years in scripture, or this has been given her directly by Our Lady and Our Lord. It's called a locution, yeah. a private revelation. Yeah. And so seeing, seeing the, the, uh, who she is, uh, it's, it's, it's the latter. She was visited yeah. by our Lord and Our Lady, and and our Lord and Lady gave her the theology of the Mass to share this yeah. with the world from the mouth of yeah, from so the mouth of yeah, yeah. And just this is also we talk about the, the, the what happens in the natural world in the temporal world. Uh, it, there is a reflection of a lot of spiritual things going on in the spiritual realm, and so when we're in the saying the Mass in the temporal world. There's a whole spiritual uh, involvement. The mass in heaven, heaven and earth come together. That's right. Jesus 911. Hey, up next, we're going to play a little clip uh, from uh, Wahlberg and, and Romy on Fox and Friends, and we'll make some comments. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Well, I want to make a final comment about the last segment before we watch this uh, short clip of Fox and Friends. The, the Mass is heaven on earth, and what happens at the Holy Mass, it transports us to Jerusalem spiritual Jerusalem. I live out here in Phoenix. Paul lives out there in, in, in Nevada. When he goes to Mass and I go to Mass here, we're going to Mass in Jerus- spiritual Jerusalem uh, because that's why the church a thousand years ago, the popes put the 14 stations of the cross to remind Catholics, dude, you're not, in, you're not in LA. You're not in Nevada. You're not in Phoenix. You're in spiritual Jerusalem. That's where you're at. That's, we're there. That's why the stations of the cross... And, and the crucifix is right in the middle to transport the Catholic mind to spiritual Jerusalem. Just think about mm. this. Jacob dreamed of a ladder, you know, linking God's, God's two realms, okay, heaven and earth. And you'd probably call that a portal, okay? So Jacob's ladder is the name given to the stairway that appears in the dream of the angelic gateway to heaven from earth. Well, we know that exorcists talk about you know, uh, portals, which means entryways by which demons enter into a person or a house. Well, the Catholic Mass is also a portal. It's the entryway. It's the ladder that God has ordained whereby angels bring our sanctifying grace 
uh, to a person's soul and our prayers are taken back up to God by angels and apart as St. Rose of Lima 400 years ago, she says, apart from the cross, there is no ladder by which we may get to heaven. So the priest's prayers go up Jacob's ladder. It's carried by angels. Mm. His prayers are taken up. And the Bible says that in Revelation 8, taken to God, and then God's graces and blessings come down by the angels through the altar and into the priest. What happens at Mass is Jacob's ladder. Amen. Amen, brother. Well said. Hey, I want you guys. No, to, really? I want, yeah, thanks, brother. You know, it's all—it's all true. It's all that this is what God yeah. has given us. And I know you like scripture, yeah. so I, I figured that analogy would hit a home run with you. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, let's play this short clip from Mark Wahlberg and Romy on, on Fox and Friends. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? The prayer app, Hallow, like Hallow Be Thy Name, seeing the biggest spike in downloads in its history after this Super Bowl ad. We thank you for this time to come together as a family, as friends, and as a country. Help us, Lord, especially this Lent, to grow closer to you. Amen. Join us in prayer this Lent on Hallow. Stay prayed up. Oh, I loved it. Now more than a million people are ready to pray together starting today because it is Ash Wednesday. We have Mark Wahlberg and Jonathan Rumi joining us on this incredible response. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. God Thank you. is moving across our country to watch the Super Bowl and see so many faith-based ads. The Hallow ad was really, really touching. What, what's your reaction to this spike? You broke history. We just want to continue to encourage people to grow closer to God. So uh, it's been amazing. Ever since I was fortunate enough to get involved with the Hallow app uh, right around the, the release of Father Stu, um, you know, it really is, is allowed me to contribute as much as I possibly can and use the platform that I have to encourage people to have a, a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Both of y'all are actors, and we hear all the time that if you talk about your faith as an actor, that uh, that can... Um, remove you from different parts and different opportunities but that'd I love be really hard for him I know, considering the part Jesus. that he plays I know, I know. <laughs> if you haven't seen if you've got to watch Father Stu and you have to watch uh, the, uh, the Chosen because you play such a phenomenal Jesus you just exude you. love in that part uh, what was your reaction to breaking history with this app oh uh, that it was awesome I mean it was just you know I, I think we're Hallow is, is filling a need and to be able to, you know, uh, see the expression of that in a commercial during the Super Bowl and know that so many people want to get connected to God, want to have a deeper relationship. They want to improve their prayer life and the fact that Hallow can actually help them achieve that in ways that are so meaningful. It's just it's just music to my ears. Yeah, and, yeah, and so many things have caused a disconnect over the years, especially yeah. with COVID. I mean, I hadn't gone to church for over a year. It was uh, it was a very difficult time. And people people are really looking to reconnect and find something that will will fulfill that need. I must say though, I w we had mass this morning. Mm -hmm. Jonathan did the second reading and I was just listening to his voice and it was just it was different. So mm. soothing, right? Yeah. You have a 4 a.m. club. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. I mean, you clearly already had your mask. You have your ashes on your forehead. These guys were at the gym at 4 <laughs> o'clock. They were like, where were you? I didn't realize it's my day off today. I mean, I people are always like, why can't you have a normal schedule? My thing is, if I'm at home, I do all the things that I need to do that are personal time uh, before the kids and my wife get up. But, I mean, I always get eight hours of sleep. It's not like I'm, I'm you know, burning the candle at both ends, per se. I'm getting the rest that I need. It's just, if I, in a perfect world, I'll go to bed at 7, 7.30, 
wake up at 3, Rich, 3.30, and then that, that's do enough my right things, there. We get those out of the way before yeah. I... Good stuff, Paul. You know what? I give I give these guys kudos. I'll tell you why. Because these guys are, you know, A-list actors, and uh, they're putting out their Catholic faith in the public square. I got nothing but respect for what they just did. To come out on Fox and Friends, you know the, the lefties, the woke lefties, even the Catholic left are going to criticize these guys. Hey, these guys are pushing the Catholic faith on Fox and Friends with their ashes and talking about the Mass. God bless these guys. You know what? We need more people like this. And it's good to see that these people, I mean, the Harrison Butkers, who, who wears his, uh, you know, his brown scapular, uh, you know, the, the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin James, who's, who just came out with a new comedy uh, show on, on basically uh, uh, making fun of euthanasia in, in a comedic style, but basically preaching the gospel and, and, and doing that. Uh, you got Rob Schneider coming out with a, another uh, A-list actor, coming out with a Catholic family-friendly film. There seems to be, Paul, an awakening of Catholics around around the country, despite despite some of the, the things that are happening, uh, the infiltration, some of the uh, the, the Marxist infiltrators and, and uh, Masonic infiltrators. Uh, we're having people in the Catholic Church wake up, and they're rolling up their sleeves, and they're saying, you know what, I've got to do something. I'm, I know I'm, I'm only one person. I know I'm only one, but I can do something, and what I can do, I better do. Because by the grace of God, I'm going to stand before the King and King and Lord of Lords and give an account of my whole life. So I'm glad to see people waking up and, and going public with their Catholic faith and their love for Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jess, it's a lot. Like you said, there's a lot of individuals who are um, on the spiritual journey. And no matter where God has placed them, they choose to uh, put forth uh, the message of Christ. Uh, would be that all of our bishops had the same conviction. Um, you know, right now, it seems like uh, with all the challenges going on in our church, there's a lot of silence from those who should be speaking the most. And uh, that's where we find ourselves. So, but like sacred scripture tells us, let every man work out his salvation in fear and trembling. So just because... Uh, uh, a person doesn't do what they're supposed to do. That doesn't give you any excuse from doing what you ought to do. Yeah, that's that's right. Because although although Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he died for the sins of the world, he did die for the sins of the world objectively. Redemption is yeah. for everybody, Muslim, Jew, atheist, uh, you know, totem pole worshiper, New Ager. Jesus objectively died for everybody, but everybody now individually has to come to the cross on their own. You've got to yes. come and you've got to say, yes, Lord, I will be your disciple. I will surrender. I will follow you all the days of my life. And That's so, right. yeah, just because Christ, no, yeah, just because Christ have a, has objectively died for the sins of the world, we must, like you said, Philippians 2.12, Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. And what does that entail? Free will, your own free will choice to say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Yes, Lord, I will be your disciple. Yes, Lord, I will right. surrender to you. No matter your vocation or station in life, God has called, he has placed us uh, each in a different place, in a unique place. And he has called us to be the light of the world, the salt to the earth. Uh, 
and he expects us to be so. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And uh, as, as Catholics, uh, again, for the next 40 days, remember, this is what we're, what we're trying to do is we're at war with ourselves. That really, that's really what it comes down to. We're at war with ourselves. Uh, this is, this is, in fact, yesterday in, in, in at Monday at Mass, at the Novus Ordo Mass and the Collect, which is the, or or it's Tuesday. Look at what the way the Collect reads, because it says exactly what we, what Lent is all about in 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 a, in a few short sentences. I've got the Collect here. It says. Uh, yeah, that was Tuesday, not a Monday, Tuesday. It was so, so beautiful. The Collect is one of the prayers in the beginning of the Mass and in the introduction, and it talks about exactly uh, the struggle of Lent. The struggle of Lent is a battle. It's, it's, we've entered into spiritual warfare. That's, that's, that's the, the point that the church is making. And, and as Catholics, every single one of us we have to remember that, as it says in the book of Job, chapter 7, verse 1, it says, life on earth is warfare. And that warfare starts mm-hmm. with us. That's why St. Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7, the battle between the flesh and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit. Who's going to yes. win? Who's going to win? Whoever you feed more. That's why during this Lent, Amen. we want to starve the flesh, starve the flesh, starve the flesh, and we want to feed the spirit, feed the spirit, feed the spirit, so that when we come out of this 40 days and we embrace our Lord on Easter Sunday, we feel... We feel like St. Paul says, uh, uh, you know, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. We want you to feel that when you wrap your arms around Jesus on Easter Sunday and receive Holy Communion. So for the next 40 days, it's boot camp. For the next 40 days, it's, it's, it's the academy. For the next 40 days, I hate to say it, it's hell week, Paul. It's hell week. Hey, hey, hey Jess, I don't necessarily want to starve the flesh, but I, but I, <laughs> but I, definitely, but I definitely want to tame the flesh, there right? I want to... It's like a bridle put in a horse. You want to yes, bring it under control, yes, yeah. under under submission, because uh, you know the flesh is not an evil thing per se. Obviously, to act fleshly, but but uh, you know we're we're a body soul composite, and so what God wants us to do is put to death the deeds of the flesh by the power of the Spirit, so that we can bring the whole man uh, unto God. That's right. Or as the Catholic Church says, mortify the flesh. Or a simpler word, penance, penance, penance these Amen. 40 days. All right. Amen. Good stuff. Jesus 911, two-man car. We are EOW, end of watch. Mr. Engineer, who do we have next? Up next, Dr. Sandoval. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. See you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith.